Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. I'm rocking the chin hair, he's rocking the head hair, it's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker, how are you sir? Oi, oi, loy, Matty boy. Yeah, your your beard is looking pretty good, mate. I was saying to a few people, I was like, I wonder if he's going to like grow that out, and we're going to get a big old bushy beard. For- I feel I feel like I should now, just because you yeah. said it. You're the only person who I would listen to say that. You got to do it, mate. Do the Saw Guerrero beard. Do the <laughs> Saw Guerrero beard for for Andor, mate. For Andor, yes. do it for Andor. Save the beard. Oh. Yeah, one that's tends it. to not shave. How yeah, are you? You're on. How, how are you, Matt? And how is your beard? Are, are you both okay? <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's been groomed over the weekend, sort of trimming oh. some wayward hairs in an attempt to try and look stylish. You know, I've no idea how to to keep a beard looking fresh and um, kempt, so I'm kind of winging it. But YouTube, I'm okay now, mate. YouTube, YouTube, it. YouTube, YouTube, yeah. YouTube has been my friend, and also some beard oils I've got behind me. But oh. Um, I'm doing okay though, my friend. I've had a good weekend um, with the Padawan. We went to uh, a castle, one which is very close to your heart, Heaver Castle in Kent in the UK. Did a bit of archery, did a bit of um, Anne Boleyning, uh, had some ice cream and had a had a good day, mate, and a nice weekend preparing for the um, avalanche of rain ahead. But what about you, mm. my friend? You're usually up to some absolute filth over the in-between episodes, so we've been doing Always- mate. It's been grand, mate. It's been grand. You know, just seeing family, eating some good food. When you know, got yes. update updated the uh, the wardrobe ready for autumn and winter. Um, yes, and we hopefully Star Wars Sessions will be updating your wardrobe very, very, very yes. soon. So you wanted to see it, yeah. It's on its way, but you know, no more information just yet. But we're hoping very soon you'll be hearing about that. Uh, we're just like kind of waiting on a few final details. Now, a second ago, I was talking about Andor and Matty Boy's Saw Guerrera like beard. Um, mate, <laughs> while Andor is coming, it comes out next week. Can you believe Mental. that? Mental. Mental. Some people listening to this will probably be listening on the week it comes out as well. Like we know there's yeah. a chunk of years that listen the week after, you know, yeah. on like the Monday or the Tuesday. Um, and just to think, man, this is, this has come around quick. And I'm, I'm so happy that it didn't and or didn't release alongside Rings of Power and House mm-hmm. of the Dragon. Like there's been a bit of distance, right? I agree. Um, but we got a little update for you guys. While Andor is dropping, we will be doing our famous recaps. We will be yes. recapping every Andor episode as they come out week in, week out. But also while Andor is dropping, we will be releasing a main show still every single week, except we're going to move our main show slot 
to Friday at 8 p.m. British time. So the same time, it's just going to be on Fridays. Um, I think that's the gist, isn't it, Matty Boy? Right? No, yes, no other is. updates on that, right? On that uh, front, no, we're the, good. The Andor recap will be dropping on Wednesday. For those who are familiar with recaps, we drop them a few hours after the episodes drop, generally in the afternoon of the release. They are always full spoiler. So yeah. do come along and listen, but make sure you've watched the episode of Andor. We are still trying to work out the kinks of doing three in one day, but we will do it. But yeah, oh, mate, Andor recap <laughs> every Wednesday for what, nine, ten weeks, whatever. And then yeah. the main show every Friday. So you're still getting your main show, plus you're getting some recap. You're getting fed twice. I don't think that's yes. a bad de- detail, mate. I don't think that's bad at all. There's a lot of uh, filth there for for the listeners, for the people. People are going to love it. They're going to eat it up like a Greg's sausage roll covered mm. in curry. I had a curry tonight. I had a curry tonight. Well, cooked a curry. Well, I cooked my own chicken tikka balti last oh, week, yeah. and I did enough so I could, we could have some Friday, and then we could reheat it tonight yeah. and just do the rice oh. and it's like bang done mate. and all that done. sauce is just um mm. soaking into the meat it, it's and better. it's even better now and the it's spices better. intensified mm. my friend done. that sounds done. well speaking of actually spice intensifying mate we've got a wicked main show for you tonight however speaking of d and dirt dirt 23 d 23 the expo <laughs> the expo has been happening <laughs> over in anaheim oh, california that's not that's not a reach at all <laughs> no that is but what it, it stands for dirt it 23. checks out it checks <laughs> out <laughs> dirt 23 the d23 expo uh went ahead last weekend in anaheim california and lucasfilm i believe probably had the best of the offerings out of everybody not just star wars but for those who were looking forward to willow we got a new bit of key art new trailer indiana jones harrison ford came out and started crying on stage because he's a king um we got uh, a bit of news on that. We got Helena's theme last week from John Williams as well from that film. But we also got some Star Wars well, footage for once, footage, images, news. And before we jump into the main discussion, we just wanted to give our thoughts and takeaways on D23 because Luke Bly, we got finally the Mandalorian season oh. three teaser trailer. We got a trailer <laughs> for Tales of the Jedi. We got the final trailer for Andor. We've got some news on Ahsoka. We got an image from Skeleton Crew. We did very well at D23. So, and people have been asking for us to talk about the Mando season three trailer. And we've said the same to everyone. We will do once they release it officially. They have done. You've seen it. I've seen it. What did you think of that Mando trailer first off? Absolutely loved it, Matty boy absolutely loved it and to see it in high definition on the telly there's just something different about it hearing the the the, the music and the uh the lines the dialogue properly and clearly you know you can't beat it you really can't beat it i think i think that trailer is fantastic it's a great trailer it doesn't give tons away but it does tell us i think enough to know where the direction of the show is going which i think we guessed and knew anyway that it's going to be in Involving a lot of the Mandalorian history, culture, and the planet itself. I loved it, mate, boy. I thought it was a terrific trailer, mate. Terrific trailer. Um, yeah, your your thoughts, mate? Thought it was all uh, right? Unsurprisingly, the same, mate. Really enjoyed mm. it. Uh, it was great to see the ruins of Sundari, the Mandalorian capital city, um, finally getting confirmation that Bogotan 
to most people will be the antagonist of the series. But of course, to her, she's the hero of her own story. Uh, I guess seeing Grogu back again, seeing him reacting to hyperspace, um, Mando with all the other Mando Mandems, that was very, very <laughs> cool to see. Uh, yeah, it, like you say, it didn't tell us exactly what's happening, but it's confirmed what a lot of us were thinking, that we're going back to Mandalore. Uh, Din's got to find his way back to the way, back on the path. And Bo-Katan, well, she ain't very happy after the events of season two, mate. So, yeah, I thought it was a really, really effective trailer. And that, yeah. that, 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 that series sells itself almost. You know, you, you yeah. tell Star Wars fans that Mando's coming in February. We're excited, whatever. But giving us stuff like this, Mm, only intensifies well, it's, that it's flavor. It's a huge, yeah, it's a huge deal. Like, I, I, I mm-hmm. don't, th- I, obviously, the Star Wars fans are going to be the most excited, but I do think The Mandalorian now as a show has such a, is, has become such a strong IP on yeah. its own, you know, and I think it's really anticipated, um, just globally. Um, really, really, really excited for that, mate, boy. Really excited for that. Tales of the Jedi. Tales hmm. of the Jedi. That was kind of like a dark horse. You know, that's done very well numbers wise on YouTube and on social media. People freaking out. All the clones, war- clones, clone wars, kids, <laughs> clones war. <laughs> uh, we'll call it clones war. Let's call it clones war. Clones, the clones war kids <laughs> were mental <laughs> as supporting this. Uh, dude, young Dooku, young Qui Gon. What? Yeah, yep. I'm in. I'm in. What is that? Your fan? Inject it into my face now. Come on, mate. Get the needles yeah. ready, open his eyes, and stab him in. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I was slightly worried at first when I heard Count Dooku, because it's Corey Burton doing the voice, Cad Bane himself. And somebody on our Facebook, mm. I think, said he sounded like Alan Rickman. I thought, oh, that's who. That is, that's not <laughs> but wrong. But then Alan the second Rickman. time we saw him. It's Alan R- but then the second time we saw, we heard Dooku, I was like, that sounds a bit more like a young christopher lee but no yeah i i liked it mate i i thought it was good uh, i've always wanted tales of the jedi to be something different based on what i want based on what i said on my patreon show a few months ago however and i'll get we'll get onto that in future episodes but i'm really enjoying what i'm seeing hey look six episodes mate uh half of it is to do with ahsoka the other half is a young <laughs> qui-gon um dooku and a bit of quags mace windu's there as well there's going to be other um special guests appearing in that series too so oh. Uh, colour me interested. Alan, Alan Rickman. Alan. Ghost Alan of Rickman. Alan Rickman wants to see <laughs> Matt's Matt's sister. <laughs> what's, your, what's your sister's name again? Emma. Shout out to my big sister Emma, who's much smaller Alan. than I am. Ghost of false ghost of Alan Rickman wants to see Emma now. Potter. Yeah. Potter. Emma. This is some of uh-huh. this is some great. If you guys are listening, this is some great Rickman content. The man himself would yeah. clearly love it, I'm sure. But um, yes, he'll, he, he'll well, approve. Well, they're doing a good tribute to him in Tales of the Jedi with Count Dooku's voice. But so we're both <laughs> interested in that. Um, the um, I will first, the first thing, I'll chuck this one in because it's very tiny. We got our first look at Skeleton Crew, and the first thing I thought was, my word, Jude Law looks just like Jude Law in this picture. But it's cool. You get to see Jude yeah, Law and some I, younguns behind him. With like one looks like a little alien, and I, I'm actually very much excited for Skeleton Crew because it's going to be so different to everything else mm-hmm. in the Mandoverse. But we didn't really get anything else about that. But the image was it? Did it did it please you? Yeah, I, I think um, the same as you, mate. I was like, huh? It's Jude Law. It's the guy from the Holiday. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like it. Jude Law. Yeah, I like that. I, I really love the Holiday as well. That's a great film. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. a really good film. Um, that's a really good film. Yeah. So, mate, we got loads of We also got the Ahsoka. We got a few images from Ahsoka, I think, actually. We got so, a few looks, yep. Mm, yeah. No, Ahsoka it, it really, it's really exciting and it's really good to see Lucasfilm really. I feel that they really like won. Not that anyone wins, but they do really. I thought Lucasfilm really won D23 this year. You know, they really yep. won everyone over. I think they brought the most without giving away too much. Um, yeah, really pleased, really pleased. And I can't wait to dig into this further. You know, just in that one day, that one afternoon, we got enough content to keep us Star Wars geeks going for a while, for a good few weeks. So that's what we're going to be doing here on Star Wars Sessions. But we can't do it all at once. So stick around. We're going to be doing some deep dives on those trailers soon. That's going to be on our main show and maybe one or two things on our Patreon as well. So don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Uh, Mayboy, I think, I think that is that. And I think that is it. Is that right? You are right. Anything coming out of D23 we have covered or going to cover. I believe that is all the news coming out of Sessions HQ this week, but I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi in the background, which you and I know means only one thing. It must mean it's the Galactic News Round. Actor and filmmaker Iman Esfandi has been announced to play Ezra Bridger in the Ahsoka series. Squid Game star Lee Jung-jae is joining the Star Wars universe as the male lead in The Acolyte, with Jodie Turner-Smith rumoured to have been cast also. And The Mandalorian and Grogu have been announced as the latest characters you might bump into at Galaxy's Edge. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter for The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, for this week's episode, we wanted to we wanted to present to you like a, a rogue one. We wanted to have <laughs> you Andor. Cassian Andor, as Luke said up top, we have got Star Wars Andor premiering in a matter of days. We're having a three-episode premiere. And to look forward to that and to build even more hype among Star Wars fans, we're going to talk about the man himself, a little bit about Cassian Andor, and then we're going to dive into the show itself. What what are our thoughts about it? What are our initial thoughts for those who have just started listening to us? Now, where can the story go? All that good stuff. So Rogue One was our first introduction to Cassian Andor, my friend. Uh, firstly, Rogue. you know, let's, let's, let's get the obvious thing out of the way. Rogue One! Let's get the obvious question out of the way. You know, what were your thoughts on the character, you know, once you watched the film and coming out of it? You know, was there anything that stood out about the man? I thought that, you know, as much as Diego Luna and Cassian Andor is one of the standout characters of Rogue One, you know, you can't help but, uh, but, you can't help but be overshadowed by Forrest Whitaker's Saw Gerrera and that one day a Saw Gerrera Black Series figure will set you back 35 quid. That's what that. I thought. Dude. Yeah. That was right, a legacy. Anyway. <laughs> and all. 
yeah. Uh, I love Andor, man. I think I, he he really showed us as as a character just on his own. He showed us that the good guys can do bad things, and that bad things happen to kind of serve what could be interpreted as you know the cause or the good side, the right side, you know. But for that young lad. Um, I forget his name. The guy who gets shot at the start of Rogue One. It's Tivuk. not good for him, is it? What, who yeah, is no. it? Tivok. Who's? Yeah, that guy. Well, that guy. mate, poor bloke, poor bloke. Yeah, and I think the way Diego Luna portrays that is is exceptional. It's really, really good. And he's obviously, you know, you hear that kind of dialogue. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. There's a story there, and I think, you know, for me, mate. One of my gripes, I'll say it right now, I'm I'm really excited for Andor. I was never, you know, 100% on board for it when we heard about it. I, I, you know, you can hear me saying that on this podcast. It was on this podcast. So I was like, yeah, it feels like the Han Solo announcement of the Disney Plus Star Wars shows. You changed my mind on it. You were a massive reason for that. And also just seeing it filmed like down the road. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, for those of you who know, we're based in Essex. We're from Essex in the east, southeast of England. And, you know, to have Andor filmed here twice, you know, last year was special. That was really special, wasn't it, mate? Waking up early, getting in the car, going to Greg's, running down to Corriton to look at, or Canvey Island to look at the set. Canvey Island. But, um, yeah, really, really really crazy how things change because now i look at this show and i think wow this looks special not 100 percent sold on the name not 100 percent sold on the name i think they could have named it something different something to do with the rebellion like the the, the beginning of the rebellion i understand it is you know and or is, is the main character but Jin is the main character of rogue one and it's not called Jin, you know um that's in a star wars story get the wrong that's idea my only yeah that's my only criticism and i've thought that for ages and i don't even know if i've like vocalized that on the podcast yet so there you go there's some information but as an as a character i think he's superb and there's there's there is a lot of history and depth to that character that we can explore and not just because we can to make money it is partly about that but because there genuinely could be a decent story there, something that hasn't been properly told yet. So what about you, mate? I'm going to throw it back to you and or what do you like about him? Um, when I, in the film Rogue One, when we first met him, I thought he was an interesting character. Uh, the first time I saw it, I think I was just so overwhelmed by the film. I thought the character of Cassian didn't necessarily stand out as the best character of the film, but I found him to be one of the most interesting uh, members of the uh, gang because of what you've just said, because of a history, which at the point we didn't know about. And when, and of course in the film, he gives, he gives this speech, which actually I think, you know, talks more about him and it also sets up what's to come. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Spies. Saboteurs, assassins. Everything I did, I did for the rebellion. And every time I walked away from something I wanted to forget, I told myself it was for a cause that I believed in. A cause that was worth it. 
Now that we're lost, everything we've done would have been for nothing. I couldn't face myself if I gave up now. Just that music and those words are stirring me up ready for it. But that's all we knew about Andor <laughs> from Rogue One. He shot his mate in the back. Um, we knew that from uh, Rogue One, at least, that um, Ca- 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 Cassian, I'm about to say Candle. Cassian Andor, he loves Candor. a scrap. He loves a I like skirmish. that. Like Candle, he loves a skirmish. He loves a scrap. He loves roughing people up. Um, he was this quiet, sullen, brooding bloke. He was a guy who was given a job, and he's going to go and do it. You know, that was, that was his thing. We see him, like, the guy goes, Straven says, go and kill Galen Erso. You're right. <laughs> okay, fine. Yep. Now, that, that was it. Before that, like you said, he shoots Tivok in the back because it was, it was for the greater good, the greater good, to save the Very rebellion, good. to save the dream. And what I'm interested about is, you know, Andor being a bit brooding in, in Rogue One, is that a byproduct of what we're about to see go down in Andor? Is it because of the experiences that he's gone through? But then when he gives that speech, it's because he's seen, you know, the the, the rebel council have denied Jin's request to go and have it out on Scarif. And like we've mentioned, mm. Cassian likes roughing people up. And this this is the turning point for him now. Hero realises everything he's ever done and every, everything that his gang behind him have done is going to be for nothing if they just, you know, lay down and die in the face of such adversity, leading to the ultimate sacrifice on Scarif. Uh, so in Rogue One, yeah, I do think we get to see a, in two hours, we get to see a well-defined arc, which never, it didn't feel to me like it was, oh, now we've got to make him come good. So let's just, ha- let's just make it out like he was always the good guy. It's, you know, in the moment when he realizes that everything they've done might be for nothing is when he realizes, hold on. Yeah. Jin, you know, we are the, you, we, you and her, me and her are the same. You know, we've got the same goals. Yeah. And yeah. I will do what I can to help. And so I think, I think in the film, they really do a decent job of, you know, fleshing out his character. Yeah, I would completely agree, mate. And yet there's still some history there to see where, how, how does Andor get to, 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 to the point where he's willing to kill someone who's on his side, on his own team. And I, yeah. I, I always felt like, with rogue one that moment you know what we just heard where cassian's like right we're all in let's just let's just do this with Jin and with all the others i i feel like for him that's kind of a redemption you know because i think he's been he knows he's been used and abused by the leadership in the rebellion to the point where he's he's just a machine he's a weapon in himself and he's probably thinking, ha, huh, this doesn't sit, this is beginning to not sit right with me. And we notice that when, um, he goes to smash, smash up Jin's dad and he doesn't, he doesn't take the shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's, that's where it begins. And I feel like that mission, that's where Cassian's like, right, this is a chance for me not to go around just murdering people and sniping whoever. I can actually go make a difference or I can try and I yep. can help. And he's willing to die for that. In fact, he goes in thinking, we're probably going to die from this. You know, chances of this, very slim. And I like that character development. Now, the, the, the other side of that is we can now see, well, how does a young lad go from being a boy, an innocent boy, a child, to being in a rebellion at six years old to, you know, a young man? 
getting involved in what would be considered by the empire terrorism and terrorist activities. I think that is just room for a lot of story, right? I, I mean, it's just, it's so interesting. And I don't think we've ever had anything quite as somber and, and also sobering in Star Wars. And and I feel like even some of the clips we've seen so far, some of the trailers for this show, you know, we've we, it, it's hinted at that, right? So yeah, it's exciting, mate. Really exciting. To steal from the Empire? To just walk in like you belong? They're so proud of themselves. So fat and satisfied. They can't imagine that someone like me ever get inside their house oh mate well all the history you just mentioned and uh how he goes from being a you know i've been in this fight since i was six years old it kind of looks like we're gonna see that we're gonna get those flashbacks in the upcoming Andor series how did he go from being six-year-old cassian Andor to grown up cassian Andor. we're gonna find that out Thanks to Luthien Rail's uh, commentary there, but um, yeah, no, that's what excites me now. Garcianander, that's what excites me about this show. Not just because it's you know, clear link to the best Star Wars film out there. Don't at me, but because we again, it's one of those series where we know the outcome for the main players in terms of Cassian, Mothma, Guerrera, and all those um, and them. We know what you know that where they're going to survive into the Rogue One at least. But we don't know about these supporting characters like Luthan Rail. How we see Andor in Rogue One is it because you know he's of what's happened to those closest to him in the space of this series, um, mm. and, and because we know what happens to Cassian, it gives Tony Gilroy and the gang the chance to to twist that knife a little bit. I've mentioned that before with their narrative. So we, because we know where Cassian goes, they can play on that and they can add story beats which make us think, oh no, but oh, we know what happens in Rogue One, man. Or, or with characters around him. So I think Andor in itself, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh yeah, it's a prequel, so where, the, where are the stakes? We know who lives and who potentially dies. But it's in the storytelling, mate. It's, it's all about the magical E-word. It's all about the execution oh. of the drinks in, of how they do this. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned just now, I think Andor actually is a prime character to kind of look back on and build out his history. Yes. Yes, mate. And there's no other way to do it, really. I think it suits a TV show. It suits a series. You know, I don't think you mm-hmm. can fit a whole story. Like what we've said, like what I said before the audio clip, you got a young boy up to a young man doing all these kind of things, all these crazy things. You can't necessarily fit that all into a film. And I think that's, that's where TV comes into its own sort of sh- like strength, you know, um, real character study real character study and i suppose that's why going to my going back to my earlier point this is why it's called andor um you know we're going to be seeing a deep dive into him as a character who is extremely interesting and i think for a lot of people a lot of people cassian as a character is really relatable really really relatable um especially especially nowadays you know in a lot of places you know um yeah, really, really interesting, mate. Really interesting stuff. 
Yep, see, seeing somebody rise up against oppression and the powers that be is something Star Wars does very well. But like you say, yeah. Andor is going to tackle some of those issues in a way that only Star Wars can do. And it's interesting what you said up top about your initial thoughts on Andor when it was announced, because this was announced way back in February 2018. February 2018, this was announced. Um, the series was supposed to debut last year but production was mm. hampered completely by the COVID-19 pandemic because, like you said earlier on, location, location, location. This has been shot on on location. As far as we know, it's been confirmed there is no volume or stagecraft. There is obviously going to be technical trickery and probably a bit of blue screen. We know there's going to be blue screen because we've seen it. It's going to be yeah. blue screen. It's going to be augmented with CG here and there, but it's on location. So that is the... The other flip side to shooting on location is that when something like this happens, like something unforeseen, the entire shoot gets put back. So we were supposed to get Andor last year. However, it's coming out this year. I was excited when it was announced, mainly because of its links to Rogue One, but also, as I've said many times, because of the Kathleen Kennedy said it was a spy thriller, a spy political espionage thriller, uh, headed up by Tony Gilroy, the guy behind the Bourne films and many more. That's what got me excited. It was if they could capture the tone of Rogue One and infuse that with the politics and the espionage. There was an awful lot to, uh, of wiggle room to play around with, especially when it was set. Like the, the nascent rebellion, the rebellion is starting, it's rising, the potential of who could pop in and out of this show. And Tony Gilroy has said, we're not here for fan service in this show. That's not what it's all about. This show is about the story. We're not here to please people. We want to make a good uh, series and to my heart mm. it sung when i heard that look do i want to see loads of cameos i'm sure i'll we'll chuck some at you later on but of course i do why not because we you and i we love going oh my it's, it's him it's Ponda Baba or something yeah but <laughs> not at the expense of the story so mm. you know i've been excited for this for the longest time and everything i've seen from the trailers mate has only only got me even more mm. pumped for this and we're only a, a few days out now but um what do you think then about the the tone of this show or kind of do you think we're going to get any levity like these star wars kind of bants because mm. interestingly enough in the trailers we've had recently and the nine minute clip or the five minute clip on disney plus we've seen two instances of Lutheran rail saying what could be perceived as a naughty word to most people so they've already kind of put their hand out there there that this show is going to be a bit gritty a bit more adult and they are using kind of real world curse words real world curse words as well so what are you thinking about the tone's going to be mm. for the whole thing do you think it's going to be like that the whole way yeah i do mate i do i think if there's going to be any humor any comedy i think it's going to be quite dry um and subtle i don't think it's going to be in your face mm. i mean when star wars does that it's pretty good anyway you know thinking yeah. back at, even in rogue one there's moments where it's quite funny um but mm-hmm. I, d- I think this is going to be a step above that, right? Um, I think as for the tone of the whole series, uh, yeah, I really, really think this is going to be gritty. I think it's going to be adult, you know, quote unquote adult for Star yeah. Wars, for Star yeah, Wars. Of um, in fact, I don't want, you know, there are those people that are like, oh, I want an R rated, whatever that is, like an 18 rated or 15 Pretty rated. Much, yeah. Star Wars. 18 over there. I don't want that, mate. That doesn't belong in Star Wars. You know, even um, even last week, I was watching Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and there was even a couple scenes in that where I was like, do you know what? 
I don't think that's that's that that's that fits into the kind of the Tolkien world. And it was I know which one you mean. What, yeah, it's literally just some like like a bit of violence, and you're like, and it's not like that. I mean, this is Star Wars at the end of the day, but it's it's not about war, is it? Actually, it's all about peace. That's what Star Wars is about. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. Lord of the Rings is similar, right? There's there's action in it, but it's not about that. That's not the point of it. Mm. And uh, you know, something like Game of Thrones or some like other TV shows, whatever films, you know, the violence is more central to the story because that's what the entertainment is about you know that is the category it's about and i felt like last week those scenes and rings of power it's too it's when like this guy gets or these these people get um um like bitten by uh is it one of the hogs i forget their name yes that's it warg and uh and there was another scene in a fight and i thought huh no, that doesn't work. That does not work. That just doesn't glue with, and I felt like it was trying to be something it wasn't. And I hope that Star Wars with Andor doesn't lean into that. I hope it doesn't try to be something it isn't. Okay. I, I feel like you can hover around those, maybe even flirt with themes mm. like that. Right. But I think Star Wars can do it in a sexier way, you know? Mm hmm. Vader in Obi Wan, where he snaps that guy's neck. That's pretty dark, but I it's think borderline. That, that is borderline. I think you can just about get away with that. Just about anything more <laughs> than that. I don't. I don't think it belongs. At the end of the day, mate, you want the whole family watching this, right? Well, that's, that's what you what, want. Um, Lucasfilm would want as well, and Disney. I I, I agree with you. I, I I think there's a place for you know, different levels of maturity in terms of uh, the shows and what we can get. But there's also, there is the line as well. This isn't... And do you know what I mean with the Rings of Power? Because you you were nodding along. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That particular scene, again, I don't want to spoil it if I haven't seen it, but yeah, Mm. it's it's fairly uh, gory. It's very visceral, which... And I don't mean to compare it to the Jackson films because we know they're not connected, even though the story's the same, you know, it all links in together, but... It isn't something you would have seen necessarily in those films, but those films in itself did have lots of like decapitation and things like that in it as well. So did the Clone Wars. But yeah, it did feel like a step up and it did feel more like it was, it knew its competition. And I don't mean to pit House of the Dragon and Rings of Power against each other because I've seen too many people doing that. And my answer is, can't people just enjoy both? But right. it does seem like there's almost that kind of, well, you know, this is what we know. People, we know people want this, or there's a section of people who, who want this kind of realism in their action. So mm. let's just sprinkle it in, but it doesn't, like oh it. yeah, sometimes it feels like it. too gratuitous. And if it was like that in Star Wars, then yeah, when it happens, when it gets close to that, people generally are, you know, even I saw commentators on YouTube and on Twitter or people had clipped posts of, of even like the most ardent fans of our oh, rated Star Wars, even kind of thinking, oh, blimey, they've just cut a stormtrooper in half in Obi-Wan when he fell into the, the laser bolt, uh, laser beam. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. or Vader snapping that guy's neck in the same episode or mm. Vader dragging Kenobi through the fire in the same episode and all that stuff. So, and it those moments, I found a reason why they're shocking or they hit harder. It's because we don't see them very often in the, mm-hmm. in the GFFA, in the galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away. So when they do happen, <laughs> they have that impact of like, Oh, damn, did he just snap that? Oh, wow. If Vader's doing that all the time, then it's it becomes boring very quickly it loses its immediacy mm-hmm. and it's and it's um power 
So look, if Andor is going to lean into some of that, you know, they will do it in a Star Wars tone. You know, we might see something that makes us kind of gasp, but it'll always be within the Star Wars <gasps> way of doing it. I don't think we're ever going to see somebody kind of be bisected and then see their insides falling out all over the place. No, you know, we've seen people get cut in half like Darth Maul. And you know we, we saw yeah. we saw a bit of blood spray. That's as far as we're going to go, I think. But and I'm with you though. Yeah, yeah. Do I want to see a bit of grit and a bit of weight? Yes, I do because I like that kind of storytelling. But I'm also aware, like you are, and a lot of our listeners, that this is still Star Wars. It is still for the family. It is still, mm. uh, like George says, for everyone, for the kids. Where Andor isn't probably it's probably one of the first shows that its target audience isn't necessarily you know under twelves it still has to be accessible for them because like you said, my friend, there is still money to be made from this and it, you know, Disney aren't stupid enough to uh, cut off, you know, their knees. On well, they, this can, one. they got Lego sets out for Cassian yeah, well, already, yeah. you know, and, and actually credit where credit is due. We've got Hasbro action figures out. You know, we got Black yeah. Series coming, Vintage Collection on the way, or Andor. That's all, all coming out. Yeah. And and uh, so, yeah, that's just something at the forefront of my mind. You know, and I, I, I feel I had the same worries, believe it or not, about Book of Boba Fett. I had the same worries about that. And oh I, yeah, and, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure I mentioned that uh, yes. maybe a year ago or whenever and i was like oh, i hope it's not too violent or anything like that and it wasn't it wasn't you mm. know it did have it had the typical sort of comic-y star wars swashbuckle violence yeah. in it and yeah that's fine i feel like that is appropriate in for family it has films. to fit the story doesn't it, it has to it fit has the to. tone yeah. boba fett i expected boba fett to wreck shop a few times because of the mystique surrounding the character i actually think they went uh, maybe lent too far into the other way uh, at times, but I, I enjoy the book of Boba Fett for what it's worth. But you know, action and things like that has to suit the story. It has to fit the tone. I expect Andor to be you know chock full of action, but it has to fit within the parameters of what they set up. It has to follow their own rules. It can't just be well, we're going to have a fight and then yep, someone's going to we're going to gouge somebody's eyes out and then all this other stuff. Seem like a sort of thing no. that we'd have in the galaxy, and you know, I, I, I have no, I have no issue with that. I watch enough films like that, but when it comes to Star Wars, there are, there are boundaries, and I think yeah, this are. show there is going to push it, mate. I do think it's going to push those, but I don't think we're ever going to be sitting there saying, mate, do you know what? They could have nixed that because we we know we've got twenty four episodes, two seasons, twelve per season. The first season is going to cover one year, and the second season is going to cover four years three episodes sorry earth uh, one year per three episode arc which in itself is a very interesting way of telling the story um but we do have to get from cassian when he's a lad to sullen cassian in rogue one mm. see how they're going to do that mm. that's interesting really interesting i wonder how that will be conveyed when the episodes come out you know, especially yeah. when they're weekly, you know, we're getting the first three episodes uh, next week, which is yep. impressive. Three 25%. episodes, three episodes. But yeah, week to week format. Oh, that's a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's almost like we're getting four mini series. 
you know, over the course of the next few four few mini weeks films and months. Here's a question, mate. Did you manage to see the Disney Plus Day um, and or uh, footage? Did you manage to see the the trailer and the, the it, it was like nine, ten minutes, ten minutes long? Yeah, or something like the that. footage was about five minutes. I think it was four and a half, five minutes. And then they had um, some kind of they had Gilroy and Diego Luna chatting beforehand. And, um, mm-hmm. and on D23, we got an extra trailer. But yeah, that footage, seeing it and seeing a bit of context now, and it was just Luth- Luthien Rail and and Cassian Andor in this room. We don't know what they're doing, but Cassian's got a box. And Luthien yeah. wants to pay big bucks for that box. And then we, and then the, the local enforcement trying to take them out. Excellent. Genuinely. No, no yes. Star Wars bias here. Excellent. I thought it was well written. I thought it was well paced. I thought the tension was great. Even though I knew, I, th- I thought I knew in that moment that Cassian wasn't going to blow Luthien's head off with that kind of Blade Runner-esque blaster he's now got, which is different to the one he has in Rogue One. When he's going closer to him, it's like, who are you? How do you know about me? I believe it, man. I, I believed I was in. You know, if I was hooked in those moments, I think there's a real tension in those in those moments, and the tone there was great. I think it's two act, two very very good actors swearing up against each other, and that was only four minutes of. Well, I mean, what? Let's say every episode's forty five minutes. The first season's going to cover about five six hours. Second season, we've got about ten or twelve hours of this, mate. I really enjoyed that. Um, the footage for the tension for the performances for the fact that we don't know what's in the box what's in the box it's given us that <laughs> atmosphere and the mystery what about you though yeah. my friend again i'm I'm coming from yeah, this somebody yeah. who was not overly sold by the concept and as the time has gone by has been getting more and more into the idea of yeah. Andor. now we've got our first full scene what are you thinking i think it looks gritty um there's a lot of mystery there and there's a lot of disorganization in this quote-unquote rebellion you know the rebellion maybe isn't even a proper rebellion yet i think there's uh, i think we even hear in one of the trailers you know uprisings are popping up everywhere you know um and i think we're kind of seeing the other side of the coin from star wars rebels you know star wars rebels kind of had that vibe where you know there was this one crew that eventually kind of become integrated into this greater rebel alliance or rebellion you know it is a rebel alliance and an alliance suggests that there's different cells and different people from different areas coming together for the greater good the cause good so (laughs) i may i and, and I think that bit of footage conveyed that really, really well. Uh, like you said, there's that box. What's that to do with? And the yeah. line, you know, we hear it in the trailer, but, you know, Cassian just bowls it in like an absolute baddie. And he's like, yeah, you just act like you belong. They're so yeah. fat, so satisfied. You know, they would never suspect someone like me. You know, me, yeah. I'm... I'm like a turd on their shoe. Yeah. And yeah, it's a big dump. And I was just sitting there like, oh wow, this is This is good. Wow. When when Luthien said when he Wow. When uh, when <laughs> uh, Luthien says, you know, I'll give you a thousand credits to tell me how you did it, and Andor kind of scoffs and he's like, A thousand credits. And Luthien's like, done. Now tell me. I loved that where 
Cassian at that moment realized, oh, this guy's not messing around. This guy's got credits for days. Mm. I really liked the, again, the bluntness and the immediacy of that moment where Luthien's just like, yeah, done. Yes. Give me the information. And, yes. and what about the action as well? Because we get the, the local enforcement coming out, uh, the oh. blasters. And then I started shooting, the blasters come out and we've got these things kind of, these got what look like kind of anvils or weights falling from the ceiling around them. Uh, what did you think about the action? I thought it was really, there's a real kinetic energy of really fast forward thinking mm. energy where, you know, Cassian's getting beaten about a bit by these things falling. It isn't, it, it feels a little bit more, dare I say, authentic because you've got yes. like, the main guys just getting battered around. I think Cassian even gets shot at one point. What did you think about yeah. the action? We're talking about kind of tone and, and, and levity. What about the action there? I thought the action again, mate, was superb. Um, and I, it was like there were some rookies in the room. You know, these these yeah. aren't quite soldiers. They they are a bit like the police. You know, local enforcement, some somewhere in between. And uh, I really, really enjoyed that there was this kind of neutral aspect in the room that was a little bit D and D, you know, as soon as this conflict happens, there's something that neither side can help that's going on and it stops both sides from maybe doing what they really wanted to do, but pushes the narrative forward a wee bit. Again, you're like, where does that go? What happens after this? How did they get there? You know, who's this guy? Who's this silver Fox who pronounces Cassian and, or like Cassian Ander, you know, who is Cassian that? Which I, which I love, by the way, because even George Lucas would call Nabu Nabu and Padme. <laughs> yeah. like, how many people call Padme Padme? You know, Padme. Yep. It's very Anon. Star Warsy, very Star mm-hmm. Warsy. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's tremendous, mate. And I think the marketing for this has been quite clever. It's been quite clever. Um, I'm hesitant to say perfect right now. I think there's a few things, even we've discussed that, mate, boy. There's a few things they could have done better. Yeah, yeah. But in the most part, I'm 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 really, really excited. And I know quite a few people who weren't necessarily on board with Andor or didn't even hear about it a few months ago. They didn't even know it was a thing. I think the hardcores knew Andor was happening and that it was a thing. But now a lot of those people do know about it. I think they're really on board for it, mate. You know, I was even speaking to Danny Boy Sexton, and he Danny was like, I, he said, like, Loki, I, I, you know, I think this could potentially end up being my favorite Star Wars show. Man. That's what he said. Who would have thought? But in Rogue thought? One, I'm pretty sure Rogue One is, favorite, is his favorite Star Wars film. You know, the people that love Rogue One, I think they're just going to eat this up, man. And a lot of people yeah. like Rogue One. I certainly hope so, my friend. And it's got, it's got the potential to be up there as one of the best Star Wars series, if not the best. And I can't include the Mandalorian in that, or at least one of the seasons, at least. But, um, before we mm. talk about quickly then who's in it, like the, the guy, the, the, some of the newcomers of the cast or okay. what they're all about. Uh, yep. Obviously, we know Genevieve O'Reilly is back as Mon Mothma. And Tony Gilroy has said that this show will be about Cassian Andor's series, but it's also going to be about Mothma just as much as well and about, her political machinations, her masquerading as one thing, whereas really being behind the rebellion at the same time. We've seen in the trailers that she's being watched as a paranoia about her. She has to pretend constantly. Um, and we know in Rogue One, uh, from the scene where, from the cut scene where Jin says, I rebel, that, Cass- <laughs> uh, that Mon Mothma, she is the one who introduces Cas- Captain Cassian Andor. She's like, this guy, Captain Cassian Andor, Big Daddy. 
they have they have that kind of they've met they've got a rapport or they've got an understanding i'm assuming luthan's going to be the one to introduce them because he is with both of them in different parts of the trailer mm. the mon Mothma angle because i think it's going to be and i've seen online a lot of people saying that in the trailers cassian hasn't necessarily been put as the main guy from the trailers yeah the show's called andor but he doesn't we don't really see or hear uh, much of him compared to Mothma. and a lot of people are excited now that we're going to we're getting the senate we're going to get this kind of cat and mouse uh, political game which we've wanted to see for a long time what about that then let's let's yeah. not forget about the the real sort of political side of it which is going to be Mothma. and i know you're after some politics and star wars or the galactic side of it anyway yeah. mate yeah absolutely mate well all i know is that we're going back to coruscant so yes. we're going back to Coruscant. There's clone troopers in this. I mean, it Come seems on. to be just ticking a lot of boxes. Not that, and the the irony being is that I know that this show has. I, I, I think you mentioned it earlier. It's like it's not really trying to tick any boxes, you know. And Tony Gilroy has been very insistent on that. He's like, I'm, well, I'm not trying to please anyone specifically. I'm not trying to do fan service. I'm just trying to write a good story in a galaxy far far away and the result of that is you get these interesting places where is the political center of the galaxy coruscant so naturally we're gonna see that you know will we see cassian as a boy probably i think we are anyway um who were the soldiers around when he was a kid clones yeah makes sense you know it's that's just a small example of what I love about this show, what I'm, 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 I'm becoming to adore about Andor as a show. Hmm. And I think there's a lot of room for politics, a lot of room for politics in this show. And it makes sense that you've got this kind of rebellion, this militant side of rebellion. You've got Saw Splinter, right? I know we're probably going to mention that in a bit, but Saw Guerrera, Forrest Whitaker, he's returning. Yes. And we're seeing probably a lot of like these rebels trying to manage all of that, which is probably really difficult, really difficult They've to try and hidden having the empire, don't they? Yes. And, but to organize everything, this underground movement to try and organize this underground movement would be so difficult, so difficult. Um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of political sort of, um, to in and throw in between. Mon Mothma, the Empire, and the Imperial Senate, because that's what it is at that time, isn't it? It's not really yes. – it's, it's a Senate as opposed to kind of a democratic house. So yeah. there we go. There we go. Um, super exciting. Obviously, we've spoken about him already, but we get Stellan Skarsgård as Luthen Rao. Um, uh, really, really excited to, to see him. I'm sold. I'm sold by his performances so far. You know, are you, are you, are you on board with him right now? Uh, everything that I've seen Stellan Skarsgård in, I have been sold on even the films, which aren't very good. I've always enjoyed his performance. He has a real presence to him. And I have seen yep. people online complaining that they can't understand him because his voice is too gruff, but um, it was the same in Dune. He's sort of, that's just his voice. Uh, but no, I'm sold. I think Luthan Ray was going to be very important member of this fledgling rebellion leading into you know what mon mothma and the gang are able to um create uh you, you've you've mentioned saw guerrera 
he's back. Forrest Whitaker, we don't know how much of a part he's playing, but he's been in the trailers. You know, they haven't hidden him. You mentioned it just now that we've got the, the, the Senate who, who they're still, you know, the Empire is still fearful of the Senate. They can't do anything behind the Senate's back. That's not going to get dissolved for another five years when we get to A New Hope. So we've got the Empire. We've got Mon Mothma with her um, ideology, her ideals. We've got, obviously, what's going on with Cassian, like they were saying, a more militant side with um, Luthan. And then we've got you know, the ultra-militant side with Forrest, Whitaker, Saw Guerrera. And all of these are going to be wrestling for, for narrative uh, screen time, I think I, I generally do think that they're going to be able to um, mix these, blend them all up really well into a really interesting concoction, a really tasty meal. Yeah. Uh, but Saw Gerrera makes sense. There's a few characters who make sense in this timeline. I'm going to ask you in a minute about that. But um, you're excited to see Saw back, you yeah. know, with that voice of his. Of course, mate. He's iconic. He is, you know, modern era Star Wars iconic. With it's a capital royalty. I. Yes, he is royalty. I'm <laughs> very much excited to see him. You know, someone who I'm really excited to see is Fiona Shaw. I'm really yes. excited to see Fiona Shaw. She's playing a character you've written it down here on the notes, mate. Marva. Um, Marva, yes. Fiona Shaw is such a good actress. She's such yep. a good actress. And seeing her in that initial and or teaser I think it was the teaser we first yep. saw her in. And she's saying, uh, this is a reckoning, something like that. This is That's what a like reckoning that. sounds like or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, oh mate, mm. isn't that, isn't that Andor's mum? Is that what people have said? I, is I think it is or, or either his mum or his adoptive mum or, or, or something yeah. along those lines. But I believe she certainly is like a, like a, a matriarchal figure to him in some way. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, mate. I'm, uh, I'm, and that's all rumor, by the way. That's not confirmed. So there we go. Although yeah, maybe yeah. I've said, have I seen that in a magazine? Have I seen that? Somewhere? I, think, oh, I don't know. Don't I'm care. Sh- I'm sure she mentioned it in that hilarious interview she did in the one yeah, show. That's it. Um, because mm. she says, um, the, the, the main guy, he's, he's an Andor of, of which I am one and something like that. And we were like, what? But that NDA has got her tied up in knots, bless her. But I think yeah. it's been, either confirm some way shape or form that there is a kind of bond between the two of them uh which will probably end in tragedy for marva somewhere down the line tragedy. sadly but did it did i'm not going to sing about marva getting blown up but uh-huh. um there's so she's new to the cast fiona shaw like you say wonderful actress we've also got um a few more we've got adria arjona as bix Kaline, denise goff as dedra miro and kyle Sulla as the one of you named Cyril, um, Adria Arjona is the, probably the most well-known out of those three in terms of her filmography and her credit. She's been in a few things. She's been in the Pacific up, uh, the Pacific rim film. She was in Morbius recently, which was a bit bum. And she's done a few oh. Netflix films, but she's, uh, but I, I think Adria Arjona is a decent enough actress from what I've seen her in. Um, Denise Goff, her character is described as a high ranking Imperial officer who does not like Andor which I thought was quite sweet as well. I don't like Andor, but uh, she, she's been in uh, The Kid Who Would Be King, a f- an underrated film a few years ago, which I think should have got a little bit more love when it came out. Uh, and she was in Juliet Naked, which was great. So she's got a half-decent filmography. And then Kyle Soller hasn't done as much on the big screen. No, he was, he's done a, f- a fair bit of TV, but not as much on the big screen. So to me, he's a little bit more 
of an unknown quantity. I know he was, was playing a guy Poldark. called Cyril. Cyril. Yes, Cyril. He was in Poldark, and I haven't seen that, but uh, yeah, I he's have. been cast for a reason. You have. Unfortunately, you unfortunately, I have. Yes, I've been. Ah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that sounds good, but I've Cyril is an imp- Yeah, go on. Oh, that's Cyril fine. is. Yeah, blame, Cyril blame. is. Early. Early. So, uh, yeah. Cyril is an imperial officer who was determined to stop Andor's rebellion. So I've pulled these um, very brief character uh, characterizations. One doesn't like him and one wants to stop him. So uh, I don't like you. <laughs> he doesn't like you either. No, that's it. No, um, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, something like that. Yes. I get it all mixed up, guys. I get them all wrong. It's not my strong point. It's not my strong point. Uh, um, Adria, Adria Arjona, we all thought that she was going to be Andor's sister, judging by the rumours. Uh, unless she's changed her name, doesn't look like that. She's called Bix. And Denise Scoff and Carl Soller, they are the naughty people uh, that we know of so far. So Carl Soller, right, just from what I'm seeing about him and what we're hearing about him, giving me major, major callous from rebels vibes Ooh. yeah Ooh. yeah that would be that would be fearful let's well, let's not beat around the bush mate let's not beat around the bush uh, uh what's his what's that guy's name gilroy tony gilroy said we're mm. not here for the fan service mate but you mentioned someone like callus who would be around and alive in this time period who else then you know firstly who who could turn up given the timeline five years before rogue one and is there anyone which in season one or two you'd like to show up? We know K two is appearing in season two, so who do who do you think is prime for an appearance in one of the seasons? Kenobi. No, I don't <laughs> think a Kenobi will show. Do you know what, mate? Do you know what? Yes. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some Palpatine, some Papa Pals. Oh. Not in the way you think, though. Not necessarily in the way you think. Um, okay. Maybe in just like an imperial scene, you know, in a political scene. You know, you see a hologram of him speaking in the middle of the imperial senate. You know, yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, other than that, I'm not entirely sure. I wouldn't be surprised if, and we've spoken about it before. I think the chances aren't high. They're not very high of seeing a Jedi or a force user, maybe someone on the run. Now I'd love, I'd really love if they were able to kind of just connect uh, a thread or two from something like Kenobi or star Wars rebels, because these things Mm -hmm. are all happening at the same time. Yeah. That would be really cool. Right, that'd be really, really cool. Um, one example is is it called remind me of the name, is it the Freedom Trail? What is it called again? The the the, the it from Kenobi where they smuggle the, the the Freedom Path. So I think the path. They just call it the path, yeah. They just call it the, the path. path. Okay. Yep. Well, the path. Um you know, like a mention of that or just something you know just something like that to suggest that yeah don't forget guys this is all happening at the same time i mean it's unlikely it's really really unlikely and and maybe that's maybe that's a good thing you know we're not sitting there thinking oh who's going to turn up this week yeah who's what's what's going to happen this week and that always kind of that that began to happen 
in the Mandalorian. You know, and I'm someone who thinks that that's kind of inevitable for the story they want to tell. It's almost inevitable that he, that Mando was going to run into these people. Andor's not one of those people. You know, it's completely yeah, different, no, no. completely different arc. Who do you think? I'm going to throw it back to you. Sorry if that's a bit of a lame answer. I'm going to throw it back to you, no, mate. No. Who who do you think, if any, who, who do you think could pop up reasonably? I think the obvious one is Jimmy Smith as Bail Organa. I think that's the obvious oh, one. I mean, I think big boy. Given, he's, you know, he's, yeah. he, he, he loves Bail. He loves a bit coming back as a cameo or, or a short appearance. So I think Bail, but. I think if we're, it depends where the story goes because of the time that we're in, if I would love to see director Krennic and not as a, Hey, look, look at there's Krennic, but Krennic's a high ranking officer in the Imperial military at this point to bring him in. True. Wouldn't be fan service. It would be the guys around. And if they did, I'd love them to do what they did with Saw Gerrera. And in like the season two trailer, just show him just so it's not like a massive reveal. It's like, Oh, look, Krennic's in it. There you go. Krennic's there. I'd li- I really like the way they've just done that. They're not hiding necessarily who's in it per se that we know of. Um, yes. And also um, Tarkin as well. I mean, how they would do that is that's up for debate. And I think Tarkin. maybe that question itself would be probably make them think, yeah, maybe we'll just go for someone else because of, you know, we've mentioned the ethically, morally, how are they going to do it? But Tark, but Tarkin and Krennic, both of them make sense in this timeline, but it depends how high up the chain we're going by the time we get to rogue one cassian and cassian and the gang's exploits have got so high they've reached tarkin and vader and the emperor so it would make sense maybe for in andor it is these kind of mid to lower level uh officers like dedra miro denise goff's character and kyle soros solos cyril uh so maybe there'll be that escalation but there are, two, there are two or three I'd like to see, but I'm with you. I'm not t- entirely sure we're going to see any kind of latent force users. And I don't think we need to. I'm quite happy not to, my mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we're, we've... It's not that we're past that. That makes us sound like we're, we're second to either the Jedi and, you know, <laughs> lightsabers. You know, that's not the case. But I don't think we no, necessarily no. need that in every Star Wars property. And recent uh, Star Wars projects have shown us that. You know, whether it is yeah. something like season one of The Mandalorian or Boba Fett, Boba Fett, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, and I think this is definitely going to lean into that, mate. And even just looking at the images, whether they're the, you know, Empire Magazine ones, and you look at mm. it and go, wow, this is so gritty. And it looks really clear. It looks really clear. And I don't know it if that's easy. just because it's filmed on location. I think it's it that's a big part is. of it. It definitely mm. is because of yeah. the perspective where you yeah. can see that they're not composited onto a screen. You can see that the light is hitting them and they're even, they, there is they're, they're, even like the hue that surrounds their body is from just a nap, the natural horizon or whatever. It's not when you, when you're against composited against a screen, you almost look like you can tell you've, you've been put there because your shoulders and your body and your head, it just looks too clean. This looks big, my friend. And that's what we said in our, trailer reaction is this this looks big it's go it's, they've said we're going to go hard or we're going home and they're going hard on this one that is what i'm looking forward to my friend is that feeling that we're there the feeling mm. that we are mm. the characters mm-hmm. are there therefore we feel like we're there we we know they've been to coratoon because we were there we know they've been to hanningfield because you were there we know they've been to jelly's hollow in guildford because i was there 
Mm. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, and we know they've been to Scotland, all around the UK. My friend, I am very, very excited for Andor. I am even more excited for this than I may have been for um, Boba Fett, possibly even Kenobi, because of what this can give us in terms of the story. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a much stronger story than the Kenobi and Boba Fett. Now, will it give us as many thrills? Time will f- tell. But I, I am even more hyped than I was when I, this was announced. And that's saying something. I can't wait. Give it to me right now. Cannot wait for the recaps. That's me. I can't wait. Lukey boy and or final thoughts, hype levels. Shall we? Let's go. What are you thinking? They're very, very high. They're very high. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to dislike about it. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm trying to look at criticisms. I'm trying to look at concerns. My biggest concern, I've already aired it, you know, I, and that is the, I hope it's not too you know, violent. I hope it's not too adulty. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope it doesn't kind of exclude kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of that fairy tale feel to any Star Wars project. Um, other than that, mate, like I said earlier, again, it ticks a lot of boxes and in such a stylish way. It's not trying to, it just does. And or next week, mate, I'm so, so ready for it. <laughs> Hi, this is Max Lloyd-Jones from The Mandalorian and Lieutenant Reed and Boba Fett. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, what a discussion about what we hope is going to be an incredible show. We haven't got long to find out. This could also be a load of old rubbish, mate. I doubt that. But I am going to need a drink, my friend, to mould us over with some of our favourite friends out there in the Star Wars community. And thankfully, we've pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of the, well, our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. The only question that remains, my friend, is, shall we? Let's do it. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation, can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Cassian uh, Ander. Yes, you're here as well, Luther. We're here with our pal <laughs> Luthien. We're here with all of you guys. For those who are new or old to the show, each week we sit down here in the Bantina with the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. And this week, of course, we asked for your hype levels ahead of the imminent release of Andor. I say it every week, my friend, they didn't disappoint, did they? No, they did not. Uh, we got some very, very cheeky comments. And to kick us off, over on Instagram, our friends, our dear friends over at the Blast Points podcast, they said they're high, they're very high. Um, Planet Express 1 says getting slowly slowly more excited for it the trailer was a pleasant surprise i love rogue one so i'm hoping to get that vibe but with more of a slow burn political drama type of show very happy 
that we get three episodes day one great shout with the three episodes i i think we kind of conveyed that in the main discussion but yep totally on board with that i think it's going to help the show hugely um our boy luke summerfield luke one quarter portion over on instagram real locations and practical effects let's go love that there lukey boy and lastly twin sons collecting says the reading is off the chart over twenty thousand. even the mandalorian season three doesn't have an anticipation count that high i like it a lot that is a cheeky little quotation there twin sons uh yeah a lot of people really really excited for this mate one or two people are like yeah i'm open-minded about it open-minded about it let's see i'm okay on rogue one and it's usually the people that aren't a hot, aren't like on board with rogue one that are like unsure on this which is totally understandable um but what are people saying on elsewhere on the interwebs matty boy on the webs well it's high it's very high it was a quote used by many people including jamie richards <laughs> and adrian chorley they both threw that interestingly enough uh, the King of Chicago, Eric Eilerson, and the Jedi in Exile both use the gif of Lindsay Lohan saying, the limit does not exist. So yep. we have some uh, double giffage there. Johnny Olaf, our boy from Starboard Files. King <laughs> giffage. Johnny Olaf says, can't wait. Looks awesome. Uh, Gordon Brown, he says, this has been a slow burner for me. Not actually too mm. keen on Andor and Rogue One. However, the possibility of some political action with Mon Mothma and the spy angle has really got me hooked now. In any way, it's new live-action Star Wars. What's not to look forward to? Eight Ponder Babbers on the anticipation yes. scale. Yes. Here we go. He gets it. Ponder Gordon Babbers. Gets it. The- mm. Ponder Babbers scale. The, the Colby cast, he said, it looks so unique and exciting. I'm really pumped for it. Um, and we got one, uh, The Book of Jeff. He said, you know what, I'm waiting for the Bad Batch, to be fair. Uh, so we've got somebody there who's more interested in the Bad Batch, which is fair dues, my friend. Hey, look, maybe there'll be some crossover. Alan Sosa, really looking for it, looking forward to it. He's really looking for it as well, but really looking forward to it. Uh, Rob Pittman, can't wait, love Rogue One. <laughs> He's and what looking the for it. <laughs> He's looking for it. And finally, Philip James E said, can't wait. It's going to be epic and looks like the show will be about the entire formation of the Rebel Alliance. I think they should have called it Star Wars Rise of the Rebellion or something. Can't wait for more. There we go. Oh, Gullet, save the dream. Uh, that was written. I haven't just made Ooh. it up, but I pulled that one out because Lukey Boy mentioned the title. Hey, look, I'm down with it being called Andor, assuming Andor is going to be the, get the lion's share of the screen time. But Rise of the Rebellion, you know, it would have tied in nicely to the, to the books and rides they've got out there. So uh, would you have preferred it to be called something like that, my friend, like you said? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. But maybe that is a conversation um, we should revisit after Andor, or maybe even after the so. first few episodes. Yeah, yeah. let's see. Let's see. Yep, no, I think you're right. Uh, we've got so many more comments from you guys, so thank you so much for sending those in. If we didn't get to your comment or your voice message this week, please do keep sending them in, and we'll do everything we can to get you featured on an upcoming edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast.
That's punk ass. That's right. Spice is part of the butter bun tuna. Um, Scott Fisher, Essex clone. He loves it. We love it. The kids love it. He asks this, Matty boy. Hi, lads. Hi, Scott. As we have seen in season one of The Bad Batch, where Captain Hauser mutinies against the Empire on Ryloth, that the clone control chips only have a limited time frame, it seems to their effectiveness when Order 66 is initiated. Do you wonder if once the clones somewhat again, uh, somewhat regain themselves as the effects wear off, they regret and or uh, enter into a state of remorse for killing their Jedi commanders and generals? Or did they carry on thinking they did the right thing and that they were traitors, even with the chip wearing off? Keep it spicy, Essex Scott. Tremendous question there, Matty boy. Uh, Diving a wee bit into the animation world. What are you saying about that, mate? It's a great one, isn't it? Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Order 66... It is. If there's anything that Essex Scott loves, it's a clone. And we are here with another yep. great clone question. Um, I think it's actually a really good question for uh, the, the the creators to maybe uh, dive into this a little bit more. Because we saw that geezer in uh, in, o- in Obi-Wan Kenobi on Dayu, that clone who was you know, begging for change. You know, go spare, spare a quarter for an old man. That guy, you know, he's destitute the Empire had thrown him out. Uh, did he recognise Obi-Wan Kenobi? don't think he did. I don't think he recognised that as a Jedi or sensed it because the chip has worn off. Now, mm, did good, he? Good was he living in a state of remorse or regret? Possibly. And I think I'd love to know more about this. You know, what did the clones feel after, you know, they regained their kind of sense of free will? I think Star Wars Legends, I think, dives into it a little bit or at least kind of mentions it, but... Uh, legends is legends for a reason uh, so I'd love for them to go into it in canon Do it, but for me I do the short answer I don't know but would I like to uh, uh, would I like them to answer this yes and I would like them to, to have feel a little bit of regret a little bit of remorse because I think actually it makes the Empire and the Emperor even more evil because it has essentially programmed these people for X amount of time to be you know murderous killing machines and then once they're done yeah you go back to your normal life however you are going to bear the burden of what you've just done we're not going to mind wipe you so i think i would love them to see a few living with the regret of what they've done because i think it makes the emperor and the empire just uh, even more evil but i don't think i don't think we have a necess- necessary have a real answer i know we have that clone who was frozen in stasis i can't remember what he thought but uh, I'd like to see their like proper deep dive into it. But what about you, mate? Do you think they live in remorse, regret, or do you think they're like, nope, that was my job. Good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> Good soldiers follow orders. Well, that's, uh, I mean, tremendous answer as per usual, uh, Matty boy. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult one. I almost feel like it maybe becomes a blur for them just in general you know the war the clone wars the whole jedi thing i wouldn't be surprised if it's very much and i don't want to i i don't want to use this lightly but a bit ptsd you know and uh and because of that there's no like logic and there's no proper account of the memory 
So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Scott, it's just all a, an absolute blur. Obviously, we see our boys in um, Rebels. Rex has his two mates, doesn't he? I forget which ones he's with, but he has Wolf his two mates. and Gregor. That's right, yes. And, you know, they all seem like happy lads, don't they? But they're all a bit eccentric and a bit doolally in their own yes. kind of way, except or- Rex. And we know that Rex is chip didn't really get the better of him is that right or did he get it removed what happened he he went fives find him fives and then started shooting at ahsoka and then she yeah. knocked him out and took his chip out so he was right. only under the influence for I don't know, that's right within an hour it was taken out i think whereas the who other got guys their chip probably removed? a bit longer who got I think their those chip guys removed? wolf and gregor did have theirs removed but obviously that would have been after order 66 protocol was issued so they would have had it removed after, so they would have lived through it. I swear someone's had their chip removed. Oh, right. Oh, the bad batch. Look, they took theirs out, didn't they? I'm going to have to revisit all of that. You know, actually, you know, the more we're talking about animation and Tales of the Jedi, and also, I'm getting really excited for some new animation. Tales of the Jedi, Bad Batch in January, right? January, that's coming out? Uh, yeah, January the 4th is the release oh, date. The Bad the Batch 4th, is now hey? being confirmed. There we go. Right, so uh, that's my answer to that question, though, Scotty, mate. Very, very interesting question. Again, original. Don't think we've had any like that before. And we love your focus and love for the clone troopers. Hey, let us know how excited you are for Andor and seeing some more clones in that, because I'm I'm super excited to see how the prequel era plays into Andor. Um, Matty Boy, what's up next, mate? Up next is Paul buckle the king of oxford he says this mate so on the back of another great sessions episode thank you thought of a question Mm. regarding darth vader and the emperor do you think vader had ever seen the emperor use his lightsaber i wonder what his reaction would have been had he used that weird scream leap attack um looky boy (laughs) did vader ever see the emperor use his lightsaber the weird scream leap attack i love that i love that weird isn't it it's absolutely mental love it um oh is there a canon answer to this that you know and i don't no 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 no. i don't know i i felt like you know like um and i wonder if this is actually why you're asking this paul but um we don't see palpatine with his lightsaber in the original trilogy part of me feels like that's because he's grown beyond that you know a bit like yoda we don't see yoda with his lightsaber in the original trilogy and i th- I, I feel like it's because not because he's thrown it away or anything it's just like he doesn't really use it as much anymore probably has it locked in, uh, in the, on his chair it's probably in his chair or something and the drinks hole yeah and it, a bit like in revenge of the sith where it just like clicks one pops up whack you know where i I just don't think i think palpatine is just so confident and overly confident that he feels like no that's just like uh that's just for darkness you know i can i can i can can attack using my bad flipping um force lightning mate you know (laughs) i i just think it's kind of redundant in his eyes and uh you know the sith are always going to be using a lightsaber for attack aren't they and our lightsabers may be a lot more effective at that um uh, the force lightning is probably a lot more effective at attacking and uh, a lot of his force abilities um 
maybe again it's, it's all just a bit of mystery isn't it at the end of the day and that they just didn't give him a lightsaber in return of jedi that's it that's the answer that's the truth just so happens that i'm pretty sure in canon we've not seen vader use it i don't know why i'm sure though somewhere in the story they would have would have like would vader have seen palps's lightsaber i bet they would when you're when you're that close to someone mm-hmm. you're bound to see, see each it. other's lightsabers so <laughs> yeah what you about you mate boy? What, what are you saying yeah his hill yeah what are you saying mate um, what are you saying uh, yeah well, i echo what you say to be honest though, mate i don't think he ever has done because well, in return of the jedi palp says ah the weapon of a jedi you know he sneers at the idea of a lightsaber and by the time the Jedi wiped out and he is the Senate, who does he, who's he got to fight? I mean, who, who, who does, what does he need a lightsaber for? He's got Vader, for one. He's got like, the Emperor's lap, he's got, like, the dog. And then he's got the entire Im- Empire, the, the military of the Empire behind him. No one's getting to Palpatine. And I think we know from I mean, Legends and Canon as well that Palps pretty much withdrew from public. After Revenge of the Sith, he pretty much withdrew. Nobody really saw him. You know, only high-ranking officials would see him. The public, for the most part, still thought he looked like he did, uh, for the most part, in the prequels when he wasn't quite as scarred. Um, yeah. we, obviously, in Revenge of the Sith, he comes out into the Senate and says, look how scarred I am. But I think Rebels shows a uh, a hologram or something of him addressing the, the galaxy, but as, you know, like you call him, seagull hair, Palpatine, you know, fresh face and that. He never went out of public. He, nobody ever got near him. He didn't need a lightsaber. So I don't think Vader ever saw him use his lightsaber. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of the Lord of, Lords of the Sith book, great book. I think he only used his force lightning in that, and Vader was the one who was cutting fools down of his saber. A great book for those who are into that. Um, so I don't think he has mean. What would his reaction be if, if he'd use that weird scream leap attack? Uh, well, <laughs> screamo. No! Yeah, screamo. I think that would have been a catalyst to eat him <laughs> off the balcony in return of the jedi that's what he was thinking during it. it's like oh, if, he, if he does that leap attack i've got to stop him before he tries it just for that noise but i don't think vader ever saw the emperor use his lightsaber like you mate i don't i think maybe he had one but it was is the lowest of the lowest resorts it was literally like maybe he kept it in the toilet or something didn't need it and even 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 in live action we only see it in that in that office scene, right? And that's kind of when yep. Palpatine is ganged up on by four guys. You yeah, know, a four-on-one situation. And so he's probably thinking, do you know what? Bit of, bit, you know, twisty screamo move now. Bish, bash, bosh, lightsaber, everything else. He fights Yoda with it, but that's George yeah. just giving the fans, like, come on, guys, this well, is the does... last ever Star War. Oh, yeah, no, they do. Yeah, no, that's true. And he but fights Maul in, and his brother in Clone Wars using Savage. the lightsaber, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, and he kills yeah, so Savage, that's not so that's one less person. Yeah, um, that's not like yeah, I don't action, think the but there we go. Yeah. yeah. There you go, yeah, Paul. Great. What do you think? Yeah, what do you know? What do you know that we don't, Paul? Come on. Yeah, we... Tell us. Tell us, Paul. Come Is on, there son. something in canon yeah, or legends? I don't know. Tell us. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Tell That's us it. about Legends as well, because we're not as well-versed in that. Maybe we just don't care enough about Legends. Um, but oh. what we want to know, what you think. Did Vader ever see the Emperor use his lightsaber and the clones? What was their memory of the Order 66 era like? We'd love to hear your thoughts about that. I also want to do an, ep- I want to do an episode, mate, about the Order 66 arc in the Clone Wars with five. That's filth. Um, oh. That's me spitballing live on air. However, okay. enough spitballing for me, my friend. Two fantastic Patreon questions. We're going to come back next week with a few more 
fantastic Patreon questions. But bartender, sorry about the mess we're done here, but we are going to be back same time again next week on Friday in the Bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! And, and, and goom! Yes, that's <laughs> right. Star Wars Sessions Game. Every week after the show, or at the end of the show, not after the show, at the end of the show, we end the show with a game just to keep things fresh and light and 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 lovely eh? and uh, this nice week one. this week it's my turn to host and so therefore may boy is going to be playing the game may boy are you ready to play this week i am ready to play this week what have you got this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what have we got this week well you're gonna find out we're playing a little game called guess the apple podcast review is it, a, is it a genuine Star Wars Sessions Apple podcast review or is it a dud? Is it a fake? Okay. So I'm going to be giving you a few reviews. Um, some are going to be made up and fake. Some are going Good to question. be for, some are going to be real and they're, they're, they're all about us, Star Wars Sessions. So hopefully this inspires some of you guys at home. Uh, mate boy, are you ready? Um, I think so. I hope so. Right. Hit the music dj and let's get involved right first one starts with this these guys are really flying the flag for star wars fandom here in the uk with their fun and positive perspective on the saga we love is that real or is it fake (laughs) i hope it's real because it's really nice Um, it is nice it's nice uh i haven't got a guess who it is have i just say yes or no 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 no. it's just it's not that yeah no 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 Uh, bob from solihull uh yeah i think that's real i'm gonna go and say yeah i think that's a very kind (laughs) review on apple podcast and i have no idea by the way guys yes no that is uh, well you're spot on mate a pretty easy one pretty easy one start off with that is by mandalore 64 on apple podcasts right next uh great podcast if you are a fan of Star Wars, you should definitely check this out. You can feel the love and the passion for this franchise when you listen to this show. Is it real or is it fake? That's five stars, by the way. The last one was five stars. This one's five stars. Oh, we only we only deal with five stars here, guys. Um, yeah. oh, see, oh, see, I don't know how your brain works. Does yours work on the one right, one wrong answer? Or is it all going to be right? Um <laughs> The first one seemed fairly specific. This one is a a very nice comment, but I'm going to go for... I don't think that's true. I think you just made it up. I think you're feeding me lies. Really? Deception. It's it's a real one. It's a real one. And that's by AndFab91, again on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, Thanks, AndFab. Okay, so you've got one right and one wrong. Okay, Okay, here's one. It's a three-star review, and it's titled Less Sequel Hate. Less sequel hate. As a Star Wars sequel lover, please have less hate on the show about the sequels. Is that that's real? A, no, that's no rubbish. I know we ain't going to get a three-star review for that. 
<laughs> wow, my voice uh, confident about that one. Oh my days. Okay, all right. Um, yes, <laughs> you're 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 bang on. That is not right. Oh, that is not real. Yes. That is made up. Oh, I Ooh. love your confidence about that. That that's is, like, that no, is beautiful. That's like when well, no, we love we love the OT, the PT, and the ST with caveats for all of them. Well, we you've got two right. You've got you got two right, one wrong. Okay, what about this one? It's five stars. It's really dope. Weekly bants from the Star Wars <laughs> sessions, boyos. Yeah, 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 heroes. Love these lads <laughs> and their weekly show, The Phantom Dennis, via <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Uh, I was going to say it sounds like something Jessup would say, but <laughs> the Phantom. Please be right. I'm going to say yes, just because of the Phantom Dennis. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> what a Please. cool name. What a cool name. Yes, no, Please. that is a that is a real review there. Uh I know, it's crazy. It's, it's like absolutely crazy. Oh, we love it, don't we? Um, right. It's okay. Three stars. When it's good, it's really good. But man, do they go on? And what <laughs> is it with the curry? be fair that could be extremely real um see part of me thinks could this be a a listener who is not uh native to britain who understands our love for curry right but i'm no i'm not having it i know i'm not having it no it's fake look at me getting all entitled (laughs) yeah how dare they think that maybe you're spot on it is a fake review it is a fake review it is not true it is not true okay all right last one last one okie dokie let's get a good one let's get a good one quite Um, gone sitting behind those red um barriers in the phantom menace phantom dennis now i'm ready resistance three stars (laughs) watch the whole second season of resistance (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like was was the user l bly <laughs> was it is it luke bly the magical pie <laughs> oh I, I don't know if i'd be insisting on watching the second the whole second season of resistance I did it. mate I, did it. I didn't mind it uh i know i know i thought it got better i thought it got better yeah no it did for sure christopher but... sean was one of the most fun i've had on a chat for a long time so <laughs> totally um, agree with that yeah what do you think no and i'm gonna say no not because i don't think we're worthy of three stars uh, uh, that's very specific you know what's <laughs> what season two mm. go on uh, no i can't believe it if it is then fair play and i want to shout out to whoever said it but i don't think it is mate boy you're spot on mate oh, you're spot yeah. on that is a fake <laughs> review well done mate you smashed that you absolutely smashed well, that and in fact most of our reviews are very nice very polite and very positive so thank you so much to everyone that does leave a review and if you want to add to that maybe we can keep playing that game maybe make it funny Sorry. make it if you guys make the reviews funny enough and and leave like enough easter eggs in there like star Wars sessions easter eggs then we could have some real fun with that. Like some real, real fun with that. So, mate, boy, that yep. is this week's game, mate. Well done. Smashed it. Boom. Good job, my friend. Yeah, guys, leave us five-star reviews on all of your platforms, but especially Apple, because you can actually leave a written review. If they're filth, we'll find a way to incorporate them on the show. And who knows, maybe one day we'll do a giveaway for best review or something. So uh, keep them coming in. Lukey boy, 
What a great game that was to end off episode 175 of Star wow. Wars Sessions, mate. We are now, we're mere days and hours away from Cassian Ander coming to our screen. <laughs> I'm very excited. You are, the listeners are. Oh. This time next week, though, mate, we'll be living in an Andor world. Doesn't It feels like Kenobi is a long oh, time ago now. But so good. <laughs> So good, Cassian Dandor. Oh, yes, <laughs> we got him in there. Yes. Dandor, there he is. We've got to get well a pun done, in mate. somewhere. But um, you do. that we're going to end the episode with a Dan pun, Cassian Dandor, because that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Bly Walker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Drop us a voice note or an, a message or review. Let's say if you haven't got Apple Podcasts, you've just got Spotify. Leave us the Spotify review and send us your, your, your written review on the email. Send it to hello there yeah. at starwarsessions.co.uk. It mean the world to us, guys. Thank you so much. And if you What's want that? to support our show for free, you can do by leaving us that five-star rating oh. or review on your podcast yeah. provider of choice, including Spotify to a good review and a five-star review it bumps us up the algorithm it gets more listeners in and we get to listen to here from more of you guys each and every week so thank you in advance it's a no-brainer it is a no-brainer please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your sister tell your e- sister tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier <gasps> the castle spicier yes tell Cassian Ander. this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always and or season is here lads let's go mental let's go mental Asian candor <laughs> they are Essex based podcast heroes Cassian Ander. What? <laughs>